Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Onslaught, and we are joined by Anil. Yo! And Tommy. Hey. All right, <laughs> and this is the Unlucky Podcast. Oh, these intros are getting worse and worse every single time. I'm going to say getting worse and worse, uh, but I'm not going to forget this time. Um, if you guys are listening directly on the Anchor website, uh, you can go ahead and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We also have uh, other apps like Breaker, Podca- uh, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public that you can listen on. So if you guys have any other platforms you would like to hear us on, just let us know. And we'll uh, make sure that to to have them on there. But yeah, those are the the main ones that uh, you can listen to us on and subscribe. Do whatever, like us, tweet at us. I don't know, uh, but that's the that's the platforms. I didn't forget this time, Maria. We Easy, remembered. nice. Where do we send Good the job, people? Uni. Where where do they uh, go? Where do they go for for what? The podcast. <laughs> Oh, we usually send them to to, to the anchor website and the unlucky the unlucky podcast dot com. I mean, that's our website for all our socials and stuff like that. Yeah, like, if you guys want to, I was so confused. The unlucky podcast dot com. The unlucky podcast. Is this just a flaming show? Is this what <laughs> this is going to be? Us okay. just flaming yes. each other? Is that what it is? Yes. Hey, Tommy, you got a nice haircut, dude. How about that? Oh, <laughs> it looks great. What do you mean? God, but if I get a, if I get my webcam on here, like I know got a, a haircut, like look at that five head, dude. I'm like, okay, dude. For everybody listening, just an FYI, we usually turn on our webcams so we can actually uh, see each other talking, and uh, we can just give us like visual signals on when we want to cut cut each other off. So that's why I can see Anil, uh, Anil's. Uh, no, sorry, not Anil's. Uh, Tommy's uh, haircut. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I the last podcast we recorded was on Saturday. I believe, right? We recorded on Saturday. I think so, yeah, Saturday, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how was the last four days, guys? <laughs> no, oh, bro, how last four dude, days, dude? It, it's been great. Um, I've actually still been playing Call of Duty, which I feel like at this point, uh, a lot of people are starting to get frustrated with the amount of camping, which obviously is Call of Duty, right? Um, the 725, the shotgun and claymores, dude. Uh, I, I've noticed I, I honestly, a lot of people getting frustrated with that. I'm going to be honest. I've played yeah. a lot of uh, of COD as well. I don't think it's just Claymores in general. I think people run into Claymores a lot more, but I think Explosives in general are very, very powerful in this, in this uh, COD. Uh, like grenades and some taxes and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. you'll you'll get kid- killed by a grenade from very far away if you're like low health. Like it still has a long reach. But anyways, continue on your week or your last four days that since we uh, recorded this. Yeah, and I've also... Um We've kind of delved in a little bit of Fortnite, dude. I don't like to talk about it, dude, but I played a little bit of Fortnite. Ooh, I've been, yeah, I've been mobile. Listen, yeah, dude, freaking, I'm insane. <laughs> uh, no, I actually started playing a little bit of Fortnite, doing the the rum, the rumble, the the Royal Rumble or something like that, where it's like the fifty versus fifty or the hundred okay. versus hundred or whatever. Who you're playing with? Uh, play with some friends, uh, and whatnot, and uh, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I'm actually insane. Um. Are but, you actually though? Because I remember insane. when you used to stream it and you were. Dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you play just like the regular Fortnite and everybody is building everything, it's like, what the heck's going on, right? I like, I'm like, I'm running away. They start building mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm running the other direction. I'm just gonna run straight away. But this one, no uh-huh. one really builds. They literally just shoot each other. I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm literally gonna just sit in a tree and this snipe everybody. Yeah, this is like right, right so up my alley. So you you sit in the tree type of dude. Yeah, I'm a I'm a sniper main dude, hundred percent. Um, 
I've been playing Snuck that. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a uh, shotgun in I'm, the tree, waiting for someone yeah, to walk by. Seven, seven, two, five in the tree. <laughs> right, dude. Basically, um, but I'm, I'm like kind of worried about introducing it to stream because it's like, I don't know, dude. Bro, it's got that whole like. Before. Just I know, but like that was People back don't in the watch day. Stream now, to, for the content that you're watching, that, that you're playing, they watch it because of you, dude. All right. Wow. Dude, and the fact that you me. always go, dude, dude, dude. What the, dude. Oh man, making <laughs> this game stupid. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, all right. Exactly. I'll, I'll have to. I might pepper it in here every so often. Streaming it that tomorrow morning, boys. Go ahead and uh, yeah, tune right, in Saturday dude. morning. He's gonna be streaming. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Tommy, how was your last four days? I know you've been super fucking busy with work. Did you get time to play any games, anything like that, or just work, work, work on the grind? Uh, I've actually been. The only thing I've been really playing um, is uh, just just mostly some league. I actually tried out for like a uh, like kind of amateur team for like. D, uh, Diamond 4 like D2 players which is like high level players basically um, and I got on so I'm just been playing scrims with them and enjoying that playing 5v5 League of Legends Ew. and then there's that new earth mode that just came out right yep I'm gonna play some earth oh and I, you know, I haven't played it yet but the new TFT came out today so, so what that. is new? But oh, so we, I don't, I don't, we didn't have a. Uh, I just stuttered so much there. We don't really have a topic for TFT in our current, like in our current roster. But yeah. really quickly, you want to tell me what's new in the new TFT? Yeah, I, I mean they they changed everything um, from from the characters to the different like uh, origins and classes. It's all different. None of it's mm. the same. Uh, and then they have like uh, elemental dragons that will so like every game of tft you play not like round but game you'll have like an elemental dragon that is just randomly chosen that game and like one or two tiles will get like a buff for like a character that you put on it everyone will have that like one or two tiles but it just like adds another element to the game um that's interesting uh they added be new, worth check some checking out yeah they added new they added new items they added a lot of new stuff um so it's already um but all right it's, well, it's definitely, definitely interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, you guys want to play TFT after the podcast? <laughs> Honestly, uh, maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. That was a long right. pause. That's okay. Yeah, um, nobody usually asks me, but I'm going to ask myself, hey, Yanny, how was your, uh, your last four days? Terrible, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, really? I, well, not, not, not terrible, terrible. I mean, I've been... I've been uh, I'm like my last four days have been great, you know. No, no November going strong, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes. So it started. I I would say Monday is when I got my migraine, and uh, Tuesday I was pretty much like KO the entire day. And Tuesday night I, that's when I was like like at my worst. Uh, when I get migraines, uh, my body basically just shuts down and kind of wants to expel everything. I'll I'll save you the details, but um. I got the migraine Monday and it fled all the way until Wednesday and just today, which is when we record the podcast on Wednesday, is when I'm starting to feel a little bit better. So um, now I'm able to record the podcast, do some things. So um, it's pretty good. I mean, my my Saturday Sunday was was normal. I played some games and stuff. My and then the Monday to uh, to Wednesday was a little bit rough, but we're getting back on our feet. Still have a little bit of a headache, but that's only when I've been like bend over. So like the fucking blood rushes to my brain it's just like i want to kill myself so um but <laughs> <laughs> but you know we're feeling a little bit better now so not a problem um i do want to ask though if it again 
if anybody listens to this podcast and has any feedback, I, I usually say this at the end of the podcast, but I don't know if anybody gets to the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> if you guys have any feedback, please tweet at us or let us know any which way you guys can. Uh, you can find our socials at theunluckypodcast.com. Do whatever you guys... All those links are clickable. Click on them. Give us some feedback. Or I believe it's Apple Podcasts that you can write comments and uh, like give us a star rating. Uh, please go ahead and do that. We'd love to have some feedback. Again, it's it's more than appreciated. Uh, we're trying. We're finally getting our uh, our our toes in the sand and kind of getting a grip of this. Uh, just doing a little bit more research on our topics and uh, just just taking this this more seriously. And we definitely want to uh, to go deeper with this. We are going to be working on a little jingle at the beginning of the um, at the beginning of the. Uh, podcast and i also think i'm not we haven't talked about it this yet but we might be taking like a like a three three week break like around christmas time right like we want to spend time with our family and stuff we might just take a little christmas break definitely you might not hear from us for a little bit um but yeah just give us your feedback man we're just we're really we want that feedback we we want those ratings we want those uh those listeners we we want them all dude yeah i like the feedback uh, and yandy's mic i'm just kidding dude you know what, Ino? I'm just kidding, dude. Yo, this, kidding. I, I, let's do the intro again. Hey, welcome, guys. We have a special no, guest today. It's going to be Anil. Yo, thanks, dude. Hey, yo, what's up? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The thing is, like, okay, Yandy well, gets so triggered. He's like, Mom, I, mean, I get so triggered. Dude, it Mom and dad are fighting great. again. <laughs> Mom and dad. I love it, dude. I love it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, but you know what? I got my new motherboard today, though, so I just have to be unlate and not lazy and install it. But again, I'm gonna have to reinstall all of my fucking drives, and I don't want to do that. But you I know have, what? It's not a struggle. Reinstall all of the programs. So it's just annoying. But anyways, welcome to it. We digress. Yeah. Let's jump into the nitty gritty. Uh, today we're gonna be talking about a little bit of some esports growth, uh, some Curse JD um, news. Um, we want to reiterate a little bit of things for uh, Overwatch Two that we might have gotten wrong. Might, fuck it, I'll do it right now. It's very very brief. Uh, for Overwatch Two, we talked about it uh, last uh, episode, and we weren't sure what was going to be in what game. Um, we have a nice little uh, clean graphic here. Uh, there's going to be a new. So this is what's going to be in Overwatch right now. That if you currently own the game, uh, you'll have the new game mode called Push. You'll have four new ma- maps called Toronto, uh, Gothenburg. Monte Carlo, and then Rio de Janeiro. I, I don't know if I said that properly, but it's fine. You'll have also the multiple new heroes. So Echo, not going to try to say that. And we're just, gonna, <laughs> we're just not going to try to say that in the next one. And then you all will also get the updated engine and the look and the UI. So that's pretty cool. And what's going to be exclusive to Overwatch 2 is going to be the new story mode, the new uh, hero missions, which is co-op. Uh, both of them are co-op, and then the other one is New Hero uh, Talents, which is PvE only. Um, so that's what you're going to be getting with Overwatch 2. You're only getting story-based stuff. They're not going to get any uh, PvP-based stuff. Just want to reiterate that from the last podcast. Um, and then to, f- uh, like, I guess, wrap things up, we're going to be giving our thoughts about Death Stranding. But to get things started, Anil uh, has a little bit uh, to kind of intro us into uh, Courage JD. Moving on to YouTube, uh, Anil, the floor is yours. Yeah, so basically Jake Courage Dunlop or JD or Courage JD announced on November 4th that he's moving over Wait, excuse to... excuse me. I'm going to cut you off. His name is Jake? Yeah. It's is Jack. It? 
Oh, they're right, Jake. Oh, shoot, dude. <laughs> it's Jack. Yo, that was a test. Did he actually dude, do his research, boys? I, well, okay. Here's the thing, dude. I actually think I may have. Okay. You know what, dude? Yeah, you're right. So uh, I'm just going to go with Jack, dude. Let's no, go with Jack. Uh, just go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, so he's moving over to YouTube gaming. And so basically what's going on is that uh, his reasoning for moving over to YouTube is that all his content is going to be in one section. And he started out with YouTube and um, he wants to create more content, a.k.a. doing like vlogs, doing stuff more behind the scenes and things like that. Um, and one of the other reasons is that he's moving over is that he didn't want to be tied down to a sub count. And I think us as streamers kind of understand a little bit of that is like whenever you take a break, you kind of lose your sanity of kind of just like if I take a break, I'm going to lose how many subs or anything like that. Whereas with YouTube, it's all under one thing. You can record a bunch of things and set schedules uh, for things to be uploaded. So he doesn't have to have that stress of having everything on there. Um, so wait, is he going to be just doing VOD content and not just uh, live streaming anymore? Or No, he he's he's still going to be doing streaming and everything like that. Um, but he's also going to focus on um, more or less vlogs. And uh, he wants to do more cooking streams or cooking segments and things like that. Because um, he said that he really enjoyed doing the the Ariana Grande uh, music video and, and everything like that. So he wants to create more creative stuff. Um so that's one of his biggest reasons for leaving uh, Twitch and moving on over to YouTube. And one of my biggest uh, things is that do you think more people that do YouTube and go to Twitch, do you think they're going to move back to YouTube or do you think they're going to just stay with Twitch and things like that? I mean, just to touch up on a little point as well, I think that's what a lot of creators are also focusing on, right? Let's say they get a, a big lump of money from these different platforms. Um, they can then stop looking at that sub count, stop looking at how many views they get, stop looking at that stuff, and just focus on what really they enjoy, right? Exactly. Um, just let's take um, Ninja for an example very, very quickly. Um, the guy had 200,000 subs on, on Twitch at one point, and that was the most subscribed channel ever, right? Nobody has ever gotten even close to that. I think the closest one was probably Shroud when he hit 115 or something like that. Um, but And then he dropped down to like 30,000 or like 20,000. I don't know what his final sub count was, but he dropped down pretty low, and that probably hit him hard, right? That Those numbers, seeing those numbers drop probably hit him really hard, and him... Being able to be like, all right, let me accept this. I'm just going to make a number out there. $25 million contract from Mixer to go stream on their platform. I don't need to look at my numbers anymore. I'm secured and I could just do what I want. I can stream whatever game I want. I can create whatever content I want. And that's what he. That's what he's doing, right? So that's what I think a lot of streamers are going to be doing that are going to be jumping different platforms. It's because it's a sense of security, right? They're just you're getting you're getting that lump like that lump money, and you're just like, okay, well now I can just chill on this and do whatever I want. Uh, but going on your original question, which was, go ahead and rewind me. Uh, do you think a lot of the creators are going to move over to? I mean, basically, you kind of answered it. Is um, are they going to move on to other platforms? For, for oh, safety oh, or you're saying like that. Uh, if YouTubers move to Twitch, if they're going to yeah, move back to YouTube, exactly, um, yeah. yeah. What I've seen a lot of um, YouTubers do is, um, it's kind of it's it's a little bit sad, but it's not sad at the same time. It's they'll be streaming on, or they'll do some YouTube stuff, and then they'll go to Twitch and they'll see the initial growth of their Twitch platform, and they'll get that initial money boost because so many people are coming over, people that have been using Twitch that um, now 
their their creator from YouTube is coming to Twitch, um, they'll be subscribing and giving bits and stuff like that. So that YouTuber will see that initial boost in in viewership, and it's very hard to to stream constantly. Like a lot of people say, oh, no, it's just streaming or whatever, but it's very hard. A lot of YouTubers can't do it because it's so hard. They try to do it for a month and then they just quit and they're just like, I can't keep this up I, or I can't keep both up or whatever it may be. And then they just switch back. So um, I, I I mean, if, if a YouTuber seriously comes to Twitch and stays on the platform for more than three months, I don't think they're moving back or, or at least I don't think they'll be stopping twitch because um i've seen a lot of times where people will come over from youtube they'll try it though they won't be able to maintain the schedule of like let's say uh like a month and then they'll just be like no nah, i can't do this anymore and they'll just drop it off and they'll stop streaming um tommy can kind of like pinpoint the same thing as well because like personally we, we both work in the field so i don't know tommy have you seen personally with you have you seen uh a, a streamer or streamers from or not even streamers just content creators from youtube moving over to twitch and that whole thing i think there's something to point out here that's like a big difference between how courage moving to youtube and youtubers moving to twitch is of course courage is moving because of the big payments but you have to think back to back when YouTube was doing all this demonetization stuff for the first time, the whole adpocalypse when it, when it first happened, like I think it was like a year, two years ago now, maybe three, um, when so many YouTubers were just starting to really hate the platform and get really, really screwed over by YouTube. A lot of people started to look to other avenues and other ways to earn revenue. A lot of that was Patreon. A lot of that was uh, other social medias. But a big uh, a big website that a lot of people ran to, as long as their content worked there, was Twitch. Uh, especially a lot of gamers would go on Twitch. And even now, you'll see so many YouTubers, despite their insanely large YouTube audience, will still stream will still choose to stream on Twitch. And maybe they don't stream every day and maybe they'll keep a schedule because youtube's their main gig but they'll use twitch as like their side gig and still stream on twitch i think to me that speaks for itself when it comes to like if we're talking about like what this is going to change and like if more twitch people are going to leave for youtube if the fact that there's massive massive youtubers not willing to use the own live streaming tools on the site that made them big that will notify all of their subscribers and they'd rather go to something like Twitch and monetize that way. I think that just tells the entire story. People on YouTube want to leave YouTube. They're frustrated with the amount of monetization options that they get from YouTube live streaming compared to Twitch. And so when they stream, it's just going to be better on Twitch. Even if they don't get that massive viewer account, they're going to make more money. I think I, I don't have the specific data on this, but I I will take anyone to bat to say that bang for your buck view, you're going to get more money on Twitch. Uh, j like you, you can get so many more views on YouTube, but that's not going to equate to more donations, more subs, more cheers, more whatever else you integrate into your stream. So I think that's the that's the one thing we really have to think about is you're going to make more money on Twitch as a YouTuber going to Twitch than a Twitch person going to YouTube, unless you're courage and you're getting paid 
an absolute shit ton. Yeah. I, I definitely think that holds weight, like the lo- especially the last thing that you said. Uh, you'll make a lot more money a YouTuber going to Twitch than a Twitch uh, Twitch going to YouTube. And also, which is very interesting in these contracts as well, um, that you mentioned monetization. I'm very curious to see, or I mean, I will, I'll never know unless somebody comes out and exposes it or just says, hey, this is what my contract says. Um, if somebody that's getting paid to go to Mixer or somebody that's getting paid to go to YouTube, if one, they're still getting their, let's say for Courage, for example, Courage, if you go goes to um to youtube is he still allowed to have that adsense that adsense that he would put on his videos does he still get that because he could theoretically make ten thousand dollars on a youtube video but then also make that 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 cash that youtube just paid him right or let's say for mixer um does shroud still get the the money for the subs or does it all go to mixer because he straight out got let's say again arbitrary number 25 million dollars so I'm 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 actually curious. I'm like, are what are those contracts like? What do those contracts say? So, kind of curious with that. Um, anything else that you wanted to touch up uh, before uh, we move on? I know, like, I know this was your topic. Uh, that did you, actually, did you have anything else? There's actually something interesting that you just mentioned. Was that like you know how when you go to Mixer and they give you the lump sum of money, they give you uh, an X amount to be um, brought over and everything like that, and they get all these free subs. What is that? Does that are those free subs like how do those actually work out? I think the free subs are given to you uh, for two main reasons. For one reason, because if you were subbed to somebody, if you were subbed to Shroud on Twitch before he moved over, you just quote unquote wasted five dollars, right? So they're just like, oh, well, let me give you a free sub. You didn't actually waste it. You have a free sub here now. Um, and then yeah. for two, it's just kind of getting people interested in like, oh, now I get this free sub. I can use his emotes here, and it's nothing like nothing is different. Um, but there's nothing that really it really does per se, and from what I looked at, like also I'm I'm in the space. From what I saw is that you can't actually resub to somebody, so it's every single time you like let's say, for example, uh, I've been subbing to you for six months in a row. Uh, next time I sub, it's just gonna say onslaught subscribed, not onslaught subscribed for seven months. It just say onslaught subscribed. So I feel like Mixer is lacking in the sense of that. I mean, I did praise Mixer a lot, but now that I deep dived into it, into like more of it, they seem to just be like lacking. And I don't understand why, because two years ago they were so far ahead, like they were, they were making so many good plays. And now I just, they just seem to have dropped off a little bit. And, and one thing that reminds me that I want to touch up now that you bring up Mixer is I think it's also important to understand when we were talking about Mixer, we mentioned that part of the contract is probably the fact that they're going to have a pull over the website. The fact oh, that yeah. Ninjas and Shroud's decisions can affect you know what products they produce, where they go with the website, how they manage it, whatever. I don't know if Courage has that kind of pull uh, on YouTube. And I doubt he, it. I, I really doubt that they that he will have any sort of pull. So I'm maybe for the maybe for the like the live streaming gaming section, the gaming dot youtube dot com. But may, overall, well, well, the well, of course, site, I doubt yeah. It. I wasn't I wasn't talking about the the entire yeah. site. I was more referring to specifically the live streaming part, gaming well, part maybe, of YouTube. But I, I heavy doubt but it though. I I think I I don't know. I think maybe they'll go it's to him with these contracts. I think I think they'll go to him for like maybe like beta testing things or like hey we want to try out things but I don't think he's going to be like an active voice like I feel like Ninja and Shroud are when it comes to um, changing things up in Mixer compared to YouTube. Yeah. I agree. Anything else uh Mr. Anil? Nope, that's it. 
That's it. That was a fantastic topic. And a good, thanks, good job. dude. Thanks. Really good, Appreciate it. Yeah, freaking Jake, dude. <laughs> <laughs> freaking Jake. The first thing you said, I was like, ah, uh, Jake, excuse me? dude, wait. <laughs> Who and, oh my uh, God. Well, to, I mean, Jack started in the esports industry being a, a Call of Duty, uh, play, like a Call of Duty player. And now going back to his roots, I'm wondering if you'll do like uh, esports stuff again. But uh, Tommy wants to talk about the esports growth and how that's going uh, and touch up on a little bit of some stats that he had, I believe. Um, so, Tommy, tell us a little bit more about the esports. Yeah, so uh, over the weekends, there was a really big League of Legends game. Um, it was actually, it wasn't even the final. That's, that's this weekend. It was a semifinal, but uh, without going too much into it, it was just a really hyped matchup between two of the biggest regions um, in the game. And there was around 4 million peak concurrent viewers uh, before counting any, anyone from China. Uh, and it's important to to say not China, because China usually is around forty to fifty million, uh, and and a lot of so, those numbers okay, so aren't like, always accurate. Four, there was four million. There was four million on Twitch or where uh, uh, peak concurrent across all platforms. So okay. we're talking um, anything that is anything that's yeah we have English, Korean, Vietnamese. On Twitch and YouTube, all combined together, peaked at four million. So they took basically all the peaks and then added them, um, okay. and and they peaked at four million, which is the uh, current record, beating out Fortnite uh, in Fortnite's World Championship for a peak concurrent. Uh, I think this is interesting because <clears throat> obviously esports is still very very niche. But I wanted to get what you guys thought about uh, the situation, considering esports is definitely starting to grow in the West. Uh, not only in League of Legends, but of course, uh, Counter Strike, uh, Call of Duty, as you mentioned, and many other esports. So I guess my my first question, I was wondering, uh, what kind of do you guys watch esports? Do you, I mean, do you enjoy esports? Do you, you know, set aside time for them? Do you, could you not care less? Uh, any any of that? What do you guys think? I know. Uh- Honestly, I haven't really watched a ton of esports. Like my go-to is obviously CS:GO, and they have a ton of esports out there. Um, and um, I just I never really got into it, but it's definitely very interesting. I think uh, it's really nice currently seeing the growth of it because I think back in the day it was like lane lane groups and things like that, and and going from that to something that's being televised or streamed is uh, is is pretty great. And I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed. From, from early on those day in the days is that you kind of see things like ESPN picking up things and everything like that and moving over to live networks. Uh, and I think it's super interesting because it brings a debate of like, are, you know, the esports teams, are they like athletes or whatever? And I'm like, you know, whatever, it's not a big deal. But um, I think it's an interesting thing. I think there's a lot of room for, for growth. And I think uh, pretty soon we'll see it uh, televised a lot more. Do you think esports are athletes, Anil? Huh? What's the hot take? Do, do you think esports esports players <laughs> <Dude>. are athletes? <laughs> of course, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my like my my two cents on the entire thing is, uh, I think. Well, obviously, they're not 
they're not starting to uh, to grow per se, right? They they've been growing uh, in the West for for quite some time now, but I feel like now it might be growing a little bit faster than it was. And um, just to touch up on what Anil said for the ESPN thing is, um, when I used to be a security guard, <laughs> when I used to be a security guard uh, in a data center, um, when I used to do my rounds, there was a TV in the uh, the lounge room. And I, I was a, an overnight security guard, so there wasn't a lot happening. But I would always see esports on uh, on ESPN, and I thought it was super cool that esports were actually going to the mainstream media now and like picking up. Obviously, it was in the middle of the night where no one usually watches, but at least they were on TV and somebody could watch it and get into it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and then later on, I was just like, TV is dying anyways. Why does it matter? <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, but overall, I think it's I think it's great that esports is getting like a new light. You know, like I, I I'm I'm glad that uh, we're peaking at higher numbers now, and that we're able to see more growth in it, and people are taking it more seriously. And I mean, I am uh, a better human than Anil, so yes, esports players are athletes. They train a lot harder, and they take Wait. a lot more time. <laughs> Wait, dude, I actually said yes. Yeah, but you were reluctant. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I definitely. Th- I mean, there's different types of athletes, of course. So I wouldn't say like, um, like they are physically built to run a marathon, but they're definitely athletes to to like just the the sheer amount of work that they put into it. It's not just like waking up playing for two hours and then you're like you're the best. Like, no, it's a lot of people that just say that. This they're they're completely like disconnected from what it actually is. So, yep. I mean, just connecting it back to when you were saying how YouTubers can't even make it on Twitch because they just completely get like burned out from live streaming. Uh, it's the same thing when like people say like, "Oh, you just play video games all day," and it's like you play. They play for like twelve hours, thirteen hours every day, all day. Um, getting yeah. better. Um, so uh, the the last question I had actually was uh, more specifically about like the live streaming space and like the effect of of esports. Uh, my question was. Do you guys think esports drives platforms like Twitch? Because we see these peak numbers. No live streamer is really hitting these peak numbers. The only time a live streamer got close to esports numbers was, say, when Drake was on Twitch, right, with Ninja. Um, or, or maybe the, the comeback of Dr. Disrespect and, and Tyler One. Uh, but rarely do we see streamers really hit these absolutely insane numbers that esports are hitting. Um, and like, I think it's fair to say that esports are definitely making a home on Twitch and part of the larger content that Twitch provides. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of get your guys' idea on, you know, maybe what would Twitch be like without esports or do you think it's dependent on it and what would happen if per se, obviously like you're saying TV's dying, but let's say for example, uh, YouTube or, or or Mixer bought the rights to stuff like the Overwatch League or uh, may, maybe uh, bigger esports like uh, Counter Strike. Um, I mean, for, just real quick, Twitch has bought Overwatch League, but I know, I, 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 know what, 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 yeah, <laughs> I'm aware, I, I'm fully aware. I mean, I'm just I mean, saying they, like, they bought the Overwatch League and then it, they ran it into the ground. So I don't know. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Blizzard did it for him, but. Uh, no, what were you gonna say? Uh, uh, you had something to say. So, so basically, what I, I don't think the esports events are driving Twitch necessarily because before 
the esports were even broadcasted. It was all about live content that people created and everything like that. And I always think that personally, that is what is going to drive Twitch. You know, not just you know the 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 events that go on because I know that they've done obviously the esports thing. They've done like music events and things like that, and those bring in like huge numbers and whatnot, which is great. But I think at the end of the day, the the creators and the streamers of of Twitch are what's really going to be driving um, Twitch itself. So. I don't really think esports are going to drive it. I think it's definitely huge, but I think it's the content creators for sure. I mean, there's, there's, for my opinion, there's two things, right? There's, there's one, the the pro players, usually most of them, uh, stream on Twitch, and let's say let's take Sneaky for example or something like that. Um, they usually stream on Twitch. Now I don't know all the league. Uh, let's I don't know all the league uh, pros, but. Let's say it takes CS an example, Stewie 2K, or um, I can't think of anybody else right now. But let's say Stewie 2K uh, will go. He streams on Twitch um, and he gets a viewer base, which is I don't know exactly his numbers. I'm gonna pull out a number out of my ass, but I'm gonna say 10,000 viewers every stream. Right? He gets 10,000 viewers every stream. Let's say another uh, uh, CS:GO. Let's say, for example, Shroud for this example. He also gets 10,000. But whenever they go to an event together and that event is streamed, the event gets 20,000 viewers. Well, those are both like both uh, just groups of people, groups of viewership that clash into watching that because they're both part of it. And obviously you're going to see a little like what I'm trying to say is basically you, you let's take 10 players that stream on Twitch that are part of a team or whatever, and they all have their own set numbers of how many people they hit. If you group them all together and then subtract it by a little bit, because obviously it's going to be some cross viewage going on or whatever, you're going to get that number. So that's why I think that's where the huge number of esports comes from is people fan bases kind of combining to watch that specific event. So no, I don't think esports is running or help I mean it's definitely helping but I don't think it's it's keeping Twitch alive or running Twitch in any sense or any platform for that sense it's really the people that that are making the platform it and that's what I think um that's what I think Mixer is trying to do very well is trying to make sure that the the people are taking well uh, well taken care of that's what I think YouTube was trying to do back in the day but I don't know where the disconnect happened I think maybe when Google bought them and they just kind of flipped or something like that and they just kind of didn't give a shit about their content creators anymore and I feel like Twitch is starting to not give a crap about their content creators anymore as well uh, but it's it's definitely it's it's no it's I, interesting I, to see I, I definitely I definitely agree I think um, when it comes down to it, if we were to imagine Twitch as, let's say, a car um, or other, any other live streaming platform or, or content creation platform for that, I think when it comes down to it, the day-to-day people, the live streamers, those are the people who are going to be making the car go down the street and making it get from destination to destination, hitting different milestones. But I think maybe something like esports is, is almost like a boost, right? It, it's very helpful. It hits uh, really good. It does really good things for the platform, uh, but it's definitely not like the main driver. It's not like it, you're on boost all the time. You know, you get that four million peak concurrence across Twitch and YouTube, and then where's it at right now? You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's going back to zero, and that's because of the day to day people. Uh, and that, I think that's really important to note. I think that was something that was uh, the, that Anil mentioned is very good as well. Is um, when they used to do the music music festival stuff, when the Ultra used to be streamed, when Ultraverse first streamed on Twitch, it popped off so well because, first of all, Ultra um, 
kind of like promoted that a lot that is going to be streamed on Twitch. Then Twitch promoted it a lot that's going to be streamed on Twitch. And then a bunch of people that had no idea what the hell Twitch was came over to watch it and just listen to it and everything. And it was, and, and it grew like that. And I think that's what, if, if you're trying to grow a platform with outsiders is what you should try to strive to do as well. It's just try to pull people in that have no idea what the hell Twitch is, like Ultra Festival. Like there's a lot of people from Ultra. Those are the people that go outside, right? They're not people that are going to stay inside and watch Twitch. But let's say they go outside or whatever, or you pull them into Twitch, show them what Twitch is. Somebody might click on a, on the Discover page after after they're done watching Ultra, and they might see other Tim the Tatman streaming Overwatch. And they're like, hmm, I wonder what this is, and just watch it. You never know what's going to happen. So I think if they want to grow their platform from outsiders, that's the best way to do it. But um, I don't think esports is again. I don't think esports is running the show here. For sure. What about um, the streamers that are able to stream the NFL games and whatnot? I mean, I I, I can't watch it because I'm in Canada. But oh, true. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. That, that's whack. Yeah. Yikes, so that, that's that's oh. re, that's region locked. So that's that's interest. I mean, it's interesting for sure. Um, but it's uh, I again, I can't watch it. But what is it? Is it just literally just Tim sitting down and watching NFL? Basically, or? yeah. It's just uh, a creator or a streamer or whatnot watching the game and kind of making comments about it. So that's taking someone that's like taking someone that's like uh, people that are outside of like streaming and like video games and whatnot, bringing the sports aspect and kind of relating that to that. Although it's not really I don't know if it's heavily advertised on like ESPN or anything like that. Um, So that's all pretty much the creator doing that. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now, it is not uh, very well advertised uh, because I have no idea. Who else has access to that? Who else has the access to to stream NFL? I only know of Tim the Tatman. Yeah, you guys know honestly, that that's the only person that I know of. And and we only know Tim the Tatman be, because he's big. I, I I specifically remember an instance where I messaged you on saw and I was like, oh my gosh, Tim's streaming the NFL. Oh my gosh, this is huge. And you're like, yeah, he's been doing it for like two or three weeks now. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, like, yeah. I mean, and like. We literally, I mean, me and Ansa, we, we pay attention to this type of stuff like all the time. So the fact that I missed it is honestly crazy. And, and that just speaks to um, how little advertised it is. And now I'm thinking, does anybody else have access to this? To this I'm or to is this see if Tim? anybody else. I, there has to be more people, right? There has to be, because I think there's like a bracket. I would assume. Yeah. I would assume. Um, but, but it only happens every but again, Thursday. It's not, I don't think it's advertised well enough. I, I just, that's yeah. what I think. I, I just don't think it's advertised well enough because, yeah. well, I mean, for me, it's not going to be advertised to me because I'm not uh, American and I can't watch it, right? But I would, I'd hope for you guys, it'd be advertised a little bit more because you guys are American and you're able to watch it. But um, I know that uh, Twitch was under flack for um, mentioning other people's streams on ads, so I doubt they're going to be doing that anytime soon. So maybe they'll have to find a, a new way to advertise it. Yeah. But... Enough of that. That I feel like we digress a lot there. Um, I just want to wrap this up with kind of your thoughts about Death Stranding. Um, I personally, when I first saw the game, like there was a trailer about like just the baby in the fucking. It, it was it was a whack ass trailer, right? It was just the baby or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck is this game? Uh, a few months later, we get something else, and it's that guy from The Walking Dead, and he looks all scared on top of like a bunch of dead bodies. I don't remember the the exact fucking trailer, but then I was just like this is kind of whack. I don't understand the game still. 
later down the road we get something at E3 um, and we get like a full trailer and a little bit of gameplay. Again, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't know what this is. This is whack as fuck. Uh, now, the game released, I believe, right, Tommy? The game is released, uh, right? The game, I believe, comes out Friday. The reviews okay. were released. So, uh, like, oh, so, the reviews so, so were released. Everyone that Sony sent a review copy to got to play it. But that's it. Mm. I don't think the game is out. I'm pretty sure it comes out Friday. Okay, well, regardless, uh, from the gameplay that I've seen, again, I'm still like, what the hell is this? Is this as whack as fuck? Uh, <laughs> so... Throughout its entire history of like the game uh, just announcing or whatever, the game just seems whack as fuck to me. Um, I don't know. It seemed uh, from the reviews that I that I've seen is that the story, the storyline of it, is super intriguing and super interesting, but the gameplay aspect of it is super boring and long and a, a bunch of walking. Like this is like Daisy carrying a baby and. I don't know. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, video game Donkey's hot take on it because he's always he's going to make a fantastic uh, video about it for sure. Um, but I, I don't know if you guys have looked into it a little bit. I know, Anil, I think you were look, watching a video about it and yeah. you as well, Tommy. So I kind of want to get your two cents about it, uh, Nil first, and then Tommy will go. So what do you guys think? I, you've probably seen some gameplay from the videos. I personally got a... Uh, I, I saw an article about this as well, and some Twitter reviews. Obviously, Twitter is a reliable source. But what do you? What did you? What was your whole consensus of of the game so far from the review that you watched? You know? uh, my initial thoughts of it is that I have no idea what's going on. I'm just so confused. Um, but I'm so the, slightly so the, intrigued. Uh, the, the good old, what the fuck is this? this <laughs> exactly. Shit, right? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the thing is that it has. Kojima's name behind it and I I'm a huge fan of the the um Solid Snake franchise and and everything like that and uh the mechanics and one that I see from it reminds me so much of I think it's Phantom Pain and um what's the other game but I I just I go back to like uh Solid Snake Phantom Pain and the way that was supposed to be like quote unquote open world and everything like that so I like I see that and it's like I'm kind of interested um and one of the other things that Kojima does so well is his cinematics. Everything that he does cinematically is just absolutely insane. Like, when you think Blizzard and their cinematics, it's completely gorgeous. So I'm excited to see the story portion of it, but like what you said, from the very beginning, it's a lot of, like, monotonous things. It's, it's a lot of just doing this and bringing it here and everything like that. So being able to get to the actual core of the story, I don't know if it's going to hold people interested. Um, so that's my biggest concern. But... I am kind of intrigued. I don't know if I'm going to get the game right off the get-go because um, I know that they're going to be releasing the PC version of it in 2020 um, yeah. later on down the road. So I'm interested. I'll probably weird, wait for right? PC. Yeah. I'm assuming they started developing it on like console and they're just like, maybe you should port this to PC. And they're just like, all right, well, we'll do it. But like a year later. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I'm interested. I think it, I think it looks I, it looks interesting. I just I have no idea what's going on. So. That's why I'm yeah. kind of intrigued. Well, so what about you tell me? Just quick comment. Like, I'm pretty sure the reason that's taking forever is because they're outsourcing the port to, I believe, 505 games. Um, but they they're outsourcing the port, so they're not doing the port themselves. So that's why it's probably going to take longer. 
Um, but my thoughts, uh, I watched uh, Skill Up's 1000% spoiler-free review, um, and I really I really liked his, his reviews in general, and I really liked this one as well. I think he painted a really good picture of what Death Stranding was uh, and the fact that it's going to be a very polarizing game where it introduces so many different interesting systems and, and nuances and new ways to interact with other people and, and just play video games as a whole and interact with the story that it's a very interesting set piece. But then you can also say that it's a FedEx simulator and you're just walking all day. Um, he, FedEx he does simulator, I like it. Literally, where, where someone I heard a comment uh, on Twitter where someone said, it's the grand turismo of walking. Uh, because they have so many interesting and intricate systems on how you walk. You know how, like, in Skyrim, when you try to just jump up a mountain for, like, ten minutes and you're just, like, against the wall, just, like, spam jumping on a map on the mountain or, like, doing something, basically trying to get in maybe, like, a weird spot in the game? This game, your foot curves to every rock, curves to anything that's in front of you. Like, you're walking, nothing phases the... the physics is perfect. Every square foot has a stumble rating or like a, a balance rating. So like everything you're holding uh-huh. on to, like yeah, like everything you're holding on to can can fall off. You have to be careful of like the terrain. Maybe it's raining. You can get vehicles. Um, you can get. You have to decide what you want to do and how you're going to do it to get from place to place. Like, did you bring a ladder? Okay, you can't. But what's cool is they have these Dark Souls type systems where if you drop your ladder and say cross a river or a bridge or whatever, that ladder's there. And just like in Dark Souls, people can upvote that and it'll be sent to other players' sessions. So when they encounter that, they'll see your ladder there or they'll see your rope or they'll see the bike that you left. Um, It's really interesting because you get this almost journey feeling of interacting with different people and getting useful things from them but never knowing who they are and just complete anonymity of course the story is incredibly interesting i don't know any of it but it looks crazy interesting and then you have like these boss fights and a bunch of other interesting aspects to the game but i think it's also unfair to say hey this game is just about walking and that's it Uh, i think there's a lot of really interesting things here but I don't know if there's enough game. And that's why I'm actually, you said, you mentioned Donkey's video. I'm really interested to see what he has to say for the specific reason he is an absolute huge fan of every single Kojima game. He touts them. He's made a million like Metal Gear Solid 5 videos. And one thing he always says in these games is like, these games are about fun and getting straight to fun and doing fun things and having fun in the game. But in uh, in Death Stranding, it feels like straight up fun and doing fun things takes a backseat to more reflecting and perspective and, and story. And you don't get that interactive, engaging gameplay that you would say jumping into a, a modern warfare game for like two minutes, right? It, it's definitely going to be a huge difference. So from from what the review that Anil was talking about is it seems like the it's very it's going to be very long until you get into something like fun, right? Uh or like quote unquote fun. And I kind of want to relate that to uh Red Dead Redemption a little bit because I feel like Red Dead Redemption um I I'm mentioning Red Dead Redemption because it just came out on PC and that was a game that was in the back of my mind. Um that that game like 
I feel like another reason why it took me so, like it took me a while to get into it or didn't get into it actually in the end is because the intro for that game is so long and you're walking through like a bunch of snow at, at one point spoilered by the way the first mission or one of the first missions like you're in snow and it's just long and tedious and like it, that's probably one of the reasons why I kind of just fell off of that game is just because there was that aspect where I, you're just you're just doing mundane stuff so it's gonna be interesting uh i mean if you're if we're saying it's releasing this friday uh, or today <laughs> we're not actually recording on today uh, but um uh, let's say it does uh, come out on friday it's gonna be interesting man uh i don't i don't it's gonna be interesting to follow but new segment are we buying that game dude that's actually um, Anil, are you going to be buying uh, Death Stranding? Yeah, just not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, are you going to be buying it? I think I will, when it comes on PC. So 20 in the summer of, uh, of 2020. Yeah. Uh, and Alta, are you going to be buying the game? No, that shit whack as fuck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's going to be my new catchphrase, dude. Um... But uh, are you guys gonna be? I don't know, um, Anil. Are you gonna be cop? Are you gonna be copying Red Dead Redemption uh, when it comes for when online comes out? Oh, dude, I was thinking about getting it, but now I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm not sure. So that's that's a yes from Anil. Yep. Tommy, are you gonna be getting <laughs> uh, Red Dead Redemption too? Man, I wasn't planning on it. I'm probably still not. But I was watching some of the Red Dead Redemption Two RPers today. Pretty entertaining. It was really cool. Wait, how did they RP? There's no multiplayer yet. There's 5M? Red, no, Dead 5 or five, what the, what, Red M is supposed to come out in like... Is Buddha it already was, out? Buddha's playing it. Buddha played it today. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to end this podcast okay. here, boys. <laughs> I need to go check something Sh- out. Shorty's <laughs> playing it right now. Um, yeah, all right, everyone, all right, boys. Uh, so uh, the other podcast. We'll catch you guys later. But no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was that was basically our, our wrap up. I feel like we're getting better at these. So um, I feel like this was a fully full, more fledged out and stuff like that. Uh, again, guys, please give us your feedback. Uh, we would love to hear it. Don't forget to go ahead and give us five stars on the Apple Podcast. Uh, if you don't think we deserve five stars, don't rate it at all. Uh, <laughs> um, Got him. You, you can find us. <laughs> you can find our socials at the Unlucky Podcast. Again, all those uh, names that you see there are clickable. You can click on them and then be redirected to the platform and follow us there. So let's say you want to follow us on Twitter, click our at there, and you will be able to. Um, also, I'm going to be trying to be a little bit more active on the uh, the Unlucky Podcast uh, Twitter account, which I believe is called the Unlucky Pod. Um, so I'm going to be trying to be a little bit more active on that, tweeting out our podcast whenever they come out, and trying to get a little bit more feedback. So don't forget to go and follow that account as well. Um, again, guys, any feedback is very very appreciated. I really, really, we, we really, really do appreciate it. So, um, you can follow us again, the unlucky podcast.com. Uh, that's pretty much everything. Uh, anything else from you, uh, Tommy or no, no, that's it. That's it. I'm good. Okay. Dude, we're about to do some, we're about to do some RP now, dude. We're going to, we're going, (laughs) yo, actually you're right, dude. I actually am going to buy it now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it and catch on the flip side. Deuces. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>